I think it's a moment where you just got to figure out how to sacrifice and outlast it. And if yeah, you do that, it is a time for people who are open to the possibilities to to really it. take advantage of, of all the potential oh, out there. No doubt there's about a lot it. of there's a lot of opportunity. You just got to be open and, and think outside the box a little bit and not get distracted, not get caught up. And so let, let's segue right into our, our topic mm-hmm. of the day. Perseverance. You have to be able to yes. persevere, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what I think about just over the last 18 months of, of how how age has has changed and shifted and just seeing seeing the possibilities of the opportunities that have come my way and shifting what I do in business and how I do it in business, even even the training that I do, um, which when I when I look back, because, you know, companies kind of stop having people come in to speak and doing that type of thing. So for me, if I really depended on speaking to survive, I would have really been in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, but I didn't. What I what I've always depended on for me was the ability to be able to adapt, uh, the ability to to be able to overcome whatever the the possibilities and obstacles were. So I think that this is the moment where, dude, you you can grow in a direction that you never thought you could grow. Uh, you know, we we've talked this week about I told you uh, my mental toughness uh, program. You know. It's what I've always done. I mean, if I really think about it, it's what I do when I'm even physically training a person. But over the last 18 months, what's come out is an an actual program to where I just focus on mental toughness. And it's completed, you know, with worksheets, the whole nine. And I put people through and they come out the other side, like in a different perspective. Maybe 18 months ago, before we had the pandemic and people had to kind of stop, maybe it's another 10 years before this program is able to be able to, to be launched the way it is now. But, you know, as my mother would say, there's a, there's a difference between doing nothing and being still. And I think that for me, uh, it allowed me to be still. And when you be still, I, I think you get some information that really helps you overcome. And, you know, like a lot of the things that I've done over the years, I've always known that it was good. Um, but as one of my mentors say, you got to outlast it. And I think that's what perseverance is, right? Uh, if you can't adapt, if you can't adjust, if you can't overcome, you're probably not going to get there. You know, so, so like when I look at the first, the first gemstone and perseverance, um, remember, you can't be afraid to fail, right? Don't be afraid to fail. I think a lot of people are afraid to fail. I think a lot of people uh, don't aim high and miss. I think they aim low and hit. And they play right there. And for me, you know, to really persevere, you got to fail because when you get knocked down, now you got to figure out, can I get up? Can I get up? And hey, you get knocked down seven times, you only got to get up eight, right? Um, But as I like to say, if you get knocked down, land on your back. If you can look up, you probably can get up. And that's that's what it really takes. Um, So to me, failure is baked into everything that I do. Because it's a possibility, but I, but it's the only way that I'm going to grow in the end is, is I got to be, you know, I got to be tough enough to get back up. I love it because when you think of uh, getting to something that, that you've aimed high for, you're going to take steps. You're going to have to take those steps and 
along the way, you can celebrate those small wins, but ultimately you're, you're, you're pushing yourself to, to grow, to get stronger. And whether you hit that high, high mark or not, isn't important. What's, what's important is you and your development and your progress. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, the, the importance of it all is, did you grow as big as you could grow? And that's not really based on what someone else thought your potential was. It's based on you, you know, uh, that you maximize your potential as a person, that you got up as many times as you needed to, uh, to go after what was important to you. You know, it's like gemstone number two is you got to understand the resistance. There's going to be a lot of resistance along the way. And you got to be able to identify it, say it out loud so it loses its power, so it doesn't, you know, make you afraid, right? Because again, once I can identify it, okay, now I can figure out how to attack it. I mean, that, that, that's part of, uh, you know, your, your perseverance strategy it has to be understand the resistance. It's going to come, um, but the resistance isn't there to say, okay, this is hard, so you need to stop. To me, the resistance is there like, you know what? I'm growing. It's like weightlifting. You know, <laughs> you start putting heavy weight on the bar. There's a little more resistance. But if I keep fighting through it, fighting through it, I'm getting stronger. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a point to where I can lift a little bit more than I used to be able to lift. And so that's how I see, you know, resistance when it comes to the game of life. Number one, it's going to show up for everybody. Number two, everybody's going to have to figure out whether they're going to get through it or not get through it. Uh, so the more resistance I have, I know the stronger that I'm getting if I just keep getting up. Love it. You, you, when you know who you are and you know what you're, you're pushing for, that resistance becomes something you, it's almost a confirmation. It is oh, it's, no it, doubt. It just confirming you're on the right track. Yeah. I mean, it, and again, it's like most people know that there's resistance there. But a lot of people are afraid to identify it. It goes back to a lot of people are just afraid to fail. So when things get hard, you know, they'd rather not say anything, thinking that it's going to go away. And I promise you, it's not going to go away. <laughs> so my grandfather would say, no, it'll still be waiting there tomorrow. It'll be waiting there tomorrow when you get up. So, you know, you have to be able to just identify it and, uh, and attack it head on, which when I look at gemstone number three, I mean, this is the one that I try to do a lot is you have to take risks. Like if you're not a risk taker, then you got to begin to take risks. Because when you take risks, one of two things is going to happen. I mean, and, and, and the thing that's probably going to happen the most is you're going to run into some challenges. And again, it goes back to what we said about gemstone number two. Those challenges, that resistance, that's what starts making you stronger. That That's what starts giving you what you need um, to be able to adjust and to adapt and to grow. So without risk, I mean, <laughs> dude, we're really just kind of going through the motion, right? Like if you're just playing comfortable, uh, you're basically saying, look, I've grown as much as I'm going to grow and I'm just going to keep it right here. And so, you know, there are some people that probably need some stuff that you have. So if you stop your growth, you stop theirs. Yeah, I think a lot of times with high achievers, with athletes, with with high performers, you have uh, this sense that you just have to grind. You just got to push through. You just got to mm -hmm. lower your head and, and run through that wall. And one of the biggest risks you can take is is to be vulnerable. Yes. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. 
I mean, again, I think that's a part of the strategy, right? A part of the strategy is to be so committed to something, uh, so willing to sacrifice for something that you can be vulnerable, that, that you, you can be humble, that you can be knocked down. Uh, I think that's a part of what makes any successful person's story so great is they, they've gone through that moment to where, you know, they are on their back looking up going, I don't know how I'm going to get up. But then they find a way, right? They find a way to do it. Uh, so the vulnerability is, is, is very important when you're trying to, to persevere and, and get to the other side. Um, so if I look at gemstone number four, you got to keep your goals in mind. I think so to me, part of that vulnerability is, you know, do I really believe in this goal or not? Do I really want this or not? And if you do, and the reason that it's important to keep your goals in mind is because then you'll probably keep fighting. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if I have, have set a goal and things get hard, I mean, there, there's stuff falling apart all around me. But if I can keep my eye on the prize, right, then more chances than not, I'm going to say, OK, I, I got to keep fighting. Because this is important. You know, my mother used to say, look, you only need to find one reason every day to continue to be great. Just one. And there's a lot of possibilities out there. So for me, it's keep your eye on your goal. Keep, 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 that, keep that prize. Because, again, we play for the picture in our head, right? So we have to continue to see that. Um, because then, you know, you're, you're more likely to stay dedicated and committed. Can you give me some examples of uh, goals in your life? Like the difference between having, like when you wake up one day, you know, I know you're going to do some work with mental toughness with some kids. You're going to have some mm -hmm. training. What are some things that you do with your goals to, to keep them in the forefront of your mind? And, and, and what's the difference between a goal and a dream? Well, you know, actually, well, let me answer that one first. I mean, if you're dreaming, you're sleeping. And, and, and to me, dreams are the things you think you want to do, you think you want to have. A goal is something you actually work for. I mean, you, you have to put in the work. So the major difference is, one, hey, it's just a thought. The other, you actually have to work at. You, you know, there's got to be some sweat equity, right? Um, the way I set goals and the things that always come to the forefront of me, especially now, is, is legacy. It's the easiest way for me to continue to have that thing inside to say, you have to stay committed, you have to stay dedicated. Because my goal is to create a legacy in which people are developed, people feel that they are striving to maximize their potential, uh, people are willing to reach out and serve everyone every day. So my goal is every person that comes into contact with me each day, no matter what day it is, but every single day I wake up, did they walk away better? Did they walk away uh, better by something I said, something I did, uh, information I gave. And if I'm not doing that, then I haven't met my goal. I mean, it's an easy way for me to, as they say, to keep score because you interact with people all day. Um, you know, I, I'm at a place in my life now to where I'm not concerned about things. I'm concerned about people. And are people growing? And am I growing? Am I, you know, and, and the only way for me to grow, I think, is to always. Uh, be around people um, that push me, that inspire me, because then I can take that and then give to someone else. So it's, it, for me, it's that's the way that I look at all my goals now, because really all my goals are centered around, you know, legacy. 
And then how do you identify if you've continued to move along in those directions, you know, the, on, on your path? Well, again, it's kind of easy because I'm dealing with human beings. And so I get a lot of feedback. And so the way that I know that I'm hitting the mark or winning is when I get a kid who calls or, or a parent who calls or, or a corporate client who says, hey, you know, some information you gave really worked. I'll give you a great example, actually. So yesterday morning, I was at uh, Sunshine Park working with an athlete, right, 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, he, has a, he has a camp this morning where he has to run the 60, so we're, we're going over some things. and <clears throat> So we're out there, and then there's a group of guys, uh, like a men's group, probably about 10 or 12 guys, um, probably my age, a little older, and they're putting it in. I mean, they're putting it in, brother. And I don't know, it seemed like they may have been like all guys who were part of the military back in the day because they were using like a lot of military terms, and but just really pushing. But as they're walking off, two of the guys, one of them came up and says, hey, coach, you know, you probably don't remember, but you had my son, Shane. I go, man, Sugar Shane, yeah, come on, because that's why I nicknamed him because, you know, then it comes back. I said, man, Sugar Shane, man, I remember Sugar Shane. He says, man, listen. He's graduated college. He's working uh, for Black Knight Financial. He, all the stuff you taught him, man, he's still using it. We still talk about you. So I'm like, oh, sweet. So, again, that kind of validates the goal, right, that this kid did kind of grow out of some stuff that I gave him, um, right? But then the other guy said, hey, coach, sometimes you just got to kick the door off, right? I said, you know it. He goes, hey, you spoke for New York Life. And uh, I was one of the guys sitting in there. Man, that was like over a decade ago that I spoke for New York Life. But he still remembered what I said about, you know, sometimes, man, you just got to kick the door off and go in, right? Um, so that's that's an easy way for me to validate. Like, and, and so my kid, AJ, he looks at me and he says, Coach, I bet that happens to you all the time, doesn't it? I said, yeah, pretty much, you know, you know people always coming up and, and, and saying, you know, that I work with them or work with the kids or something like that. And so I, in my life, it's just so easy to get that validation that, yep, you're hitting the mark. And so if I stop getting those types of conversations, then, man, I got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Love it. What a great story. Well, it's crazy that you asked about it because that just happened yesterday morning. And, uh, <laughs> But 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 it was awesome. You know what I mean? It, it was really awesome. And and, uh, and any time you, you get a story from a parent about, uh, you know, they're proud of their kid because their kid is now doing adult things. Right. And doing those adult things in a way that they think is, is really good. Man, you, you can't help but be happy about that because as parents, that's what we want. We just want our kids to be productive, you know, do the right things. So it, it, it was nice. It was exciting, brother. Well, in order to have progress, you got to see progress, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the, the, the question that you asked, right, actually takes us to gemstone number five is set clear benchmarks, right? They allow us to celebrate and stay encouraged. I mean, it's a long journey. So I think benchmarking is, is, is something you have to do. Um, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't quite get as far as you'd like to get. Um, but that's where perseverance come in, you know, because you can, you can move exponentially the next time through. Um, so I'm always benchmarking. I'm always checking. I mean, even, even as a parent, um, when my kids were younger, I, I do this thing about every three months where I kind of check in with them. And, and, and my check in was, 
hey, how am I doing as a daddy? <laughs> you know, what what would you like to see more, have more? You know, I mean, what do we need to do more of? And and I remember with with Trey, you know, when he's probably about ten or so, and and I started the company when he was five, but when he's about ten or so. He's ten to ten year old, right? He's like, well, Dad, you know, I like I like for it to spend a little bit more time you know, doing this, that, and the other thing. And at that time, I was traveling a lot, speaking a lot. And so I said, all right, you know, I, I could do that. I could I could probably take a nine-to-five job. If, but here's the thing. If I do that, then we're not going to be do, do, do these things. Like, I can't do these things. Like, I can't pick you up from school. I can't take you to school. You know, I, I can't be with you at your appointments that you have, you know, because I was very flexible, Right. Even though I was out of town a lot, when I'm in town, man, I'm so flexible and I get to spend way more time. <laughs> so he just looked at me and said, no, nah, dad, just keep doing what you're doing. Just, <laughs> just no, no, no. But, but I think that's important to, to check in with the kids individually to see what they need because, you know, kids all need different things, but at the end it's love, right? But you got to love them their way. And uh, so, so again, I, I benchmark, I try to benchmark as many things as I can, even in my relationship, you know, I'm always you know, checking in are we where we want to be, you know, am I hitting the mark? What do we need to do different? Um, uh, bench, benchmarks, man, they hold you accountable. Well, it's interesting to think, you know, checking in with the kids and then on the flip side, how about a kid checking in with a parent or a son, checking yeah. in with a daughter, uh, yeah. a daughter, I mean, a, a, I'm sorry, a son checking in with a dad or, or, you know, a mom or, or a daughter checking in with a dad or mom, because, one, one thing I realize, you know, when you, you, you hit these benchmarks in your life, right, you hit 20, you hit 30, you hit 40, and then, and then you realize you have the perspective to be able to see why things were happening in your life. So 10 years ago, this, this guy was sitting in that room with you, and who knew that this was going to manifest 10 yes. years later, he's going he's gonna to give you this confirmation. Yes. But if, as, a, as a child, if you can have the humility in the vulnerability to check in with your parents. Hey, how am I doing? And maybe, well, I think, maybe, maybe you're later in life and you got an older parent. Right. Why not do it? You know, oh. I'm 40 years old. I check in with my dad. Yep. I say, Hey dad, well, you know, I saw these things happen growing up. Right. Why, why did we do it this way? You right. know, just, just learn, just grow. Well, but I think that's important, right? I think that's what's so cool that, it, that if you get into the habit of, of checking in, especially checking in with the people that you love and, and, and that you want to make better. Think about the, just the communication. Just think about it from the point of communication. Um, but then you learn. You learn. You know, I, I used to say that the thing about my grandfather that was that I think was so incredible was is you could hold these conversations and he would give you this information. And at the time he's giving it to you, you don't really quite understand it. Right. But like you said, Man, you get two, three years down the road, and you go, ah, oh, that's why, because then it, it comes back. So I just think you have to check in, man. I, I just I just think it, it makes sense. Um, you know, again, there's a lot of things that we can take from sports that I think is really, really good. And one of the things is, is when you play ball, you always know where you are in the standings. You know, you always know whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. There's always statistics and, and things like that to show you who's doing well and why they're doing well. So why not do that in the game of life? Because, I mean, it's the most important game that we're ever going to play, um, which now we, we, we roll into gemstone number six, and it's remember your why. It's not the most talented people that make it in life. It's the people who can endure. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, man. 
there's a lot of talented people. There really are. But the people who always seem to come out the other side are just the people that can endure. Like their why was so important that they stayed committed. They stayed dedicated. They didn't, you know, they didn't get off the path. They understood the journey was long um, because you see so many talented people. And I think, again, going back to being a parent is when you have a very talented kid and, and you're watching the kid not use that talent, right? Watching the kid not push, not sacrifice, not commit, not be dedicated to this wonderful talent that most people would just love to have. Um, but it's the people that endure. It, it is the people that can just flat out endure outlast it because life shows up for everybody no one gets a free pass you know we all gonna have to go through something so what's your why you know why do you wake up why 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 do you you know want to go through this thing called life you got to figure that out what's your purpose we all have one yeah it's it's interesting to think of the people that endure sometimes, I, I wonder if they're why they don't know other than it's survival, yeah. other than it's, uh, it's like an innate, uh, just this, this uh, primal instinct. No, I'm, I'm just going to fight. I'm just going to push. I'm just going to be a, and, and then there's other people who spend their time dreaming and having their why and, and really feeling great about it. Mm -hmm. But when, going back to what you said at the beginning when when the hard times come it's not about a grind it's not about a fight you want to stay positive like that yeah. that negative energy you can cause more problems the championship and, and and winning should always be defined by you and i think people that get to peace are the people who know that they didn't take a playoff the people who know that they had the best attitude and they made the decisions they could based on the information they have. And that's regardless of what you're doing. I, I think when I look at people like, <clears throat> for instance, you know, Bobby Bowden, you know, they, they laid him to rest. And, and the statement that the family had released was that, that coach Bowden said that he was at peace. And, and I can believe that because if you look back over the course of his life, all he did was serve. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Coach Bowden is one of those guys where you can go, man, that guy, really, he, he didn't take plays off. Like, he treated people right. I mean, I was, you know, in the last week, of course, there's been so much uh, stuff about him and documentaries and this and that. But one of the things that stuck out with me was I was, uh, they had a little segment about the, the Sunshine Network. And when the Sunshine Network happened, they only had one contract. It was the show Florida State football. And they were talking about, you know, they're scrambling in the booth just trying to make this thing happen. But Coach Bowden would, would come in there and say, hey, you guys have everything you need. I mean, is there anything I can do for it? Like he's supposed to be coaching a football game. But he's up in the broadcast booth making sure those guys are squared away. Uh, those are the people I think that win. You know, those are the people that get to the end of this thing and know that it's not the end of this thing. Like, it's just the beginning. You know, when you hear stories of people saying the only reason they went to Florida State was because of Coach Bowden, like, and, and say, look, I probably wouldn't have went to college if it wasn't for, for, for Coach Bowden at Florida State. Like, to me, that's a legacy, bro. That, that's what I'm talking about. 
And you can bet your butt 2,000 years from now, they're going to be talking about Coach Bowden. You see what I'm saying? Um, so I, I think getting to peace, part of that getting to peace is really not only knowing your why and understanding your why, but really working towards it. I mean, really working it. Um, and if you really work it, man, it, it's all good. It's all good. You know, lately I've, I've, I've always kind of found myself measuring myself that if I was to leave today, would my kids be okay? I really believe they would. I think that their foundation is down to the bedrock. I think I've poured, you know, every day I try to pour in them all the stuff that I have up to this point. So I'm, so I'm good. You know, I just feel like, man, I'm good. You know, they can take care of their families. Um, they know how we do it. Uh, they know, you know, they know what our last name stand for. And, uh, so, so that's how you get to peace, bro. That's a clear picture of your why right there. No, no doubt about it. I mean, I, you know, like I say, bro, you, 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 things, things start to, uh, to persevere. You just got to be willing to adapt and adjust. And, and for me, I think every day is just an adjustment. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, you know, I got to continue to adjust. I got to continue to adapt and, uh, and I got to continue to, to, to keep overcoming this thing, which takes us to gemstone number seven. Um, you got to have the grit to overcome. And, uh, you know, at, at the end, it's not, it's not about your skill. Uh, it's about your will. And, you know, and your will is always against your why. Because that why is always there, always there right? So do you have the will to, to, to hit that why, to overcome it? Um, like I said, there's a lot of people who are talented, a lot of people that have skill, um, but having the will to do it, the will to prepare, the will to go out every single day, uh, the will to keep pushing, uh, the grit inside of you to, to keep getting up, man, that's, <laughs> that's a special person. But to persevere, you have to overcome. I mean, that's, that's where we are. I mean, those, those are the people that, you know, ultimately... Uh, when if you got the will you'll get the skill How about no doubt that? about it no doubt it'll, well, it'll I mean, come. that's a true statement i mean because <laughs> if you have the will i mean you're going to be dedicated you're going to be committed yep. you know what i mean you're going to grind uh, there will be no quit uh, so you know and, and we all know that getting skills is all about reps so if you have the will you'll get the reps you'll put in the reps and, uh, and ultimately you'll be where you need to be brother for sure so, Coach, who is our all-grit, no-quit MVP for this week? Man, listen, I'm, I'm going to drop a little history on you that, um, uh, about the MVP this week. It's going to be uh, Dr. Vivian Thomas. And if you don't know who Dr. Vivian Thomas is, you might want to take a chance and uh, might want to Google him. You might want to Google this brother. He actually uh, ended up being a doctor at John Hopkins. But here's the funny thing. He never went to medical school. Dr. Vivian Thomas is the one who did the first, you know, open heart transplant. You know, he uh, he fixed the, the blue baby syndrome uh, and uh, he did it with another doctor. He, he was he he was the voice. He had the hands, you know, uh, they actually made a, a movie, uh, uh, the, the hands that God made. And but he never went to medical school. Uh, but in the end, you know, <laughs> he's the best cardiologist in the world. And uh, so, he, you know, the they honorary doctor, but he taught all the doctors at John Hopkins. And uh, 
So uh, he, he's the MVP because you talk about perseverance. I mean, not only was it a time when, you know, African-Americans being doctors was like, okay, you know, few and far in between, but it was a time where the guy, he, he was a janitor, but then he became like an assistant, you know, to, to a great cardiologist. And, but once they did the first, you know, open heart thing and, and, you know, Dr. Thomas didn't, didn't get the credit and he should have, right. He quit. He's like, man, this is not right. You know, he, he invented a few things, but his why was saving lives. So he went back, he humbled himself, right? Because he missed the work, because it was the work. It was the work of serving people, the work of helping people. And, um, and, and so, you know, in the end, he did what he loved, and uh, he wrote it out at John Hopkins, and he persevered, bro. Uh, it, it, like I said, please read about Dr. Thomas. You want to know about overcoming. You want to know about enduring. Man, he put up with some stuff, bro. <laughs> he put up with some stuff, um, but he, he came out. He came out with a lot of peace, man. A lot of peace, because the the doctor that he actually did the work with in the end got offered another, you know, opportunity at a different hospital, and Doctor Thomas said, "No, I'm good. I'm 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 good right here. That's peace." That's peace. He had nothing left to prove, um, and uh, he knew he was the best. And then when you get there, uh, you you good. Um, so that's our MVP. Mm. Keep getting up. You know, persevere, adapt, adjust, overcome. We all have that ability to do it. That's the seven the gemstones of perseverance yeah. by the Allman Gunther. But I, but I know that if you follow those things, if you do those things, then perseverance would definitely be, be within your grasp. And uh, hey, listen, we, we like being able to share with you. We, we love that you guys are listening. And we're, we're finding that, uh, man, we're getting thousands of listeners now, which is, which is nice. We, we rolling, brother, we rolling. Um, but hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Wouldn't be a show without you. We welcome your feedback. Go to allmagonerexperience.com, get your shirts, get your books. Uh, check out the programs that we have. If you're a corporation out there, you need to get your people ready. We can get them ready for you. And uh, so, thanks for tuning in. As I like to say, every day is game day. Gunner out. Mm-hmm.